Hey guys, welcome back. I'd like to tell you about a really great place here in town called The Handlebar. They just remodeled, and guess what? They are open now. With open an, for business. They're expanded. There's more seats. There's more tap handles. There's more food on the menu. It's more of everything and all of the things you loved about it before. Yeah, it's a great place. If you've ever listened to this podcast, you know that uh, we've been pumping them for a while. They support our podcast. They're a great local business. Huge expansion, like Johnny just said. Uh, so go check them out. They're on 2070 East 20th Street. Please do check them out. Great business. We love their food and beers, and they love us, and you should love them. Happy hour every day, two to six. Why don't we begin? This is Fresh Hop Cinema. Welcome to Fresh Hop Cinema, everybody. The show about craft beer and film. My name is Max Minardi. My name is Johnny Summers. Hello, hello, hello. Today, we are going to make you an offer you can't refuse. Make you an offer you can't refuse. As we discuss the classic Francis Ford Coppola film, The Godfather, and drink a delicious beer from Speakeasy called The Old Godfather. So welcome aboard. Welcome aboard. Uh, this movie, like this brewery, is now a classic, I think. now a classic. Yeah. <laughs> classic usually has like more of a... Like a like a, a reverence n- to it, nostalgic. This is, this is an old. We're drinking a beer that's uh, two years old from a brewery that may or may not still be around. We're trying to figure it out. They've opened and closed multiple times. It doesn't look good. Doesn't look good unless you don't like them. Then it looks great. Yeah, it really just depends on where you stand. But anyways, yeah, we're gonna get into a classic movie and uh, a beer named after it, pretty much. Yes. Yeah, it's been good. How the hell you been? Anything new? Yes, lots of new stuff. Lots of new stuff. Um, I've had a movie filled weekend. We both have. Yeah, we both have. Um, I'm leaving for London for a couple of days. So when this drops, you will actually be... I will be gone. Be gone. Yes. I will be be oh. in England. Um, Are you going to eat a lot of fish and chips? Nope. No? No, oh. I don't like fish. Oh, that's yeah. right. You're just going to eat a lot of bangers and mash? I Probably not that either because I'm off the sausage train right now. <sighs> You're off the sausage? I don't know sausage? what I'm going to eat. I'm going to starve. Dude, what are you going to eat? I don't know. Pot- uh, they Potatoes, maybe. Yeah. Just stick with the, stick with the mash. Yeah. Oh, that's true. I could just eat mash and uh, chips. Yeah. Just potato on potato. It'd be fine. Tater, tater. Uh, get some like Guinness stew or something. No, there's beef in that. You can eat around it. I can do the beef. You can eat around it yeah, too. I'll, yeah. Um, but anyways, no, I'm leaving for London in a couple of days for like a week. I'm playing some shows over there. So uh, why that matters for this is that Johnny and I have uh, crammed in some movies. We're going to be recording an episode in advance, which isn't going to be a secret. Um this is the episode mm, in advance. That's interesting. This is. I'm not going to worry about this. I think this. We're just going to be it's, honest. Yeah. We're, yeah. So the episode last week, I guess you heard our our episode uh, on Blade Runner. We recorded that episode and this episode in the same day, but in the wrong order. But in the we wrong order. To Godfather first. Yeah. So timeline notwithstanding. Don't ask us how we live our lives. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is what it is. It's fine. Yeah, so actually, in that case, then I will. I am in London when you're hearing this. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. I will be coming back from London uh, today. Okay. I guess is how that would work. Nice. Yeah. If today's Thursday, which I think it is. Excellent. When you're hearing this, I'll be back Friday. So next week, we're going to have a lot of catching up to do. Yes. I'm looking forward to having, we'll have that. It needs to be like a London themed episode. That sounds good. Yeah. Let's do it. Yeah. That's great. Let's do like, uh, what movie could we do that's like London based? Maybe some Jack the Ripper London stuff. London Has Fallen. London Has Fallen. Not a good movie. No. Really, but it's a movie. Or we could do like some Jack the Ripper type stuff. Yeah. Sherlock Holmes, okay. any of them would Just work. anything that takes place in London. Yeah. There's a lot. Yeah. We could do any of the Bond films, probably. Yeah, we'll have to... Maybe that's a good Patreon thing to put out Could there. And Kingsman again. Let's just revisit it <laughs> just again. re-release that episode. <laughs> uh, that's awesome. So yeah, currently Max is in London. Yes. And we're from the future. And that's what's past. new with me, basically. There's something else, I think. I got a new pair of boots. That's exciting. Uh, and I've worn them in by now. Because I'm in London. Nice. So they're nice. Very cool. Yeah. That's, that's pretty cool. I, I like, like them a lot. What, are they, what brand are they? They're Red Wings. Red Wings? Mm-hmm. Those were expensive. They, they, they're a worthwhile investment. That's yeah. why I'm looking at it. Yeah. No, they really are. Because yeah. won't they like fix them? Oh, yeah. Like, you send them away to their little factory in, in the Midwest, I almost said the Middle East, and that's not correct because these are American-made. Yeah. Like our episode two weeks ago. And this week because we're always American. Fair enough. Uh, yeah, no, they, they're in, I think, um, Missouri, maybe? Okay. Something like that. One of the MIs. But aren't there uh, like certified like Red Wing boot dealers yes. like that will fix them mm-hmm. on site? Mm-hmm. Like I think so. Yeah, I think those are called cobblers. But I mean, if they yeah. still use the olden day term. I'm sure they would. Yeah. But is it a cobbler if you're making boots or fixing boots? 
I th- yeah, maybe it's Even only if you're using like old pilgrim shoes. I don't know. Those are the only cobblers anymore. If, if there's any cobblers out there listening. There's one, maybe you should stop saying cobbler, but there's a shoe repairman here in Chico. I've never gone to him because I've never had shoes that were worth repairing. Really. I know they repair uh, leather boots mm-hmm. at the Diamond W Western wear. Okay. So. Interesting. Yeah. Although I think like at this point, if I do, I've put the, the money into these shoes. I'm going to send them off and like let the pros do it yeah. and do what they want to do. Send them to Red Wing. Right. That's pretty cool. Um, I've heard those things are like walking on clouds. I'm still breaking them in. Well, this is non-London Max talking now. This is like day five in this boot. Okay. So I'm still breaking them in. So we're going to expect a boot update next week. Fair. Two Good. weeks. Nope. Yeah. Next week. Yep. Nope. Here we go. That's fine. <laughs> so Timeline continuity. Only interesting thing I've had going on besides working a lot. Um, did some stuff for Chico Beer Week that was what now would be a couple weeks ago when this right. drops. Yeah. But uh, that was fun. And uh, this would be, when this is airing, it'll be my second full week without Facebook. Oh, nice, dude. Yeah, that's been cool. Yeah, and right now it's only been a week? Yeah. Or so? At the time of this recording, it's been a week. But when this episode airs, it'll be like my second full week. Right. So when you come back from London and we record, it'll be my third week. How how are you feeling legitimately one week off of Facebook? Really nice. Yeah. Uh, It's been such a nice break. It's been a real great breather. Uh, I feel a lot less overstimulated. Mm-hmm. And I feel like I've been paying a lot more attention to the things that are actually going on in my life and like the yeah. things that directly affect me. You know, when you're only focusing on the people you interact with, the things that happen to you throughout your day, where you work, what you're doing, the people you meet, you go home, the people that are there that you love. Yeah. And that's all that's that you're the world. You're focusing on the things that actually matter. Mm-hmm. And that was something I didn't even consider when I deleted it. Have you ever deleted or like deactivated your Facebook before? No. This is oh. my first time I've ever cut the cord from Facebook. Um and I did it for a lot of different reasons, but mainly it was just overstimulation and too much politics and ignorance and people mm-hmm. arguing and drama. It was just there was time for a break. Yeah. So that focus on the things that actually matter in my life and my increased attention to those things. Um, have been worth it a thousand percent. Mm-hmm. Just seeing the change in my outlook and where my focus goes, way way better. So overall, it's been a fantastic week. Yeah, I've always been envious, not envious, because I do take time off Facebook, but I can't ever delete it. Yeah, because uh, my my music page and part of sure. my like, marketing and business is connected to it. But I do take time off every now and again, like maybe once a month, I'll take all of my social media apps off my phone, mm. which helps tremendously, or even turning off the notifications so you're not constantly like checking yeah. and then, oh, what's this? Like, do you have to know when somebody likes your post? Like, it doesn't matter. You don't need a red light flashing on your phone every time someone clicks like. Yeah, and that's that's kind of a nice breath of fresh air when you get a chance to do it. Yeah, so. it really has been. So it's a smart move. I would advise anyone to do it. Just mm-hmm. unplug for a while. Yeah, especially in, in, in the tumultuous uh, social media world that we're in, especially like this past year or so. Yeah. Where we're at as a society, you know, unplugging is fun. It is. It's really nice. And it helps you formulate your own opinions a lot more too. Mm. You are really more selective about how you take information in. So if you're only listening to unbiased news outlets and then formulating your own opinions, you get a lot less sway. And you're less like you're less reactionary. You have have time to process things. It's not like you read something and okay, I'm going to immediately put down my thoughts. Yeah. I'm going to comment on this angrily. Yeah. And that's such a, it's such a visceral thing that happens on, uh, the, on phones and on our computers and whatever. And what's been cool is, uh, I've actually had people reach out to me through text messages or phone calls that Mm -hmm. have missed seeing me on Facebook or whatever. And they're like, Hey. I just wanted to see how you were doing and actually like have a conversation and yeah. not just do it on social media. I remember you told me, you told me that you were doing this and then I forgot and I tried to tag you on something. Like I posted one of our episodes mm-hmm. and I was like with, oh, he's gone. <laughs> he got There's a hole in my virtual heart. Yeah. But it's been great. And I think everyone should try it every once in a while, even just for a couple of days. Yeah. So agreed. Well, fair enough. Let's get into this beer. Now I'm going to get off my soapbox. Sweet. What are we drinking? Go into more detail, would you please? Uh, we are drinking a beer from Speakeasy uh, Ales and Lagers called Old Godfather. It Yeesh. is a barley wine style beer. Uh, it's a barley wine ale. That's what they say. Mm-hmm. It's a barley wine. Uh, it is not aged in any barrels. I they do have a barrel aged version for what it's worth. Okay. Uh, but no, this is not it. But yeah, this was bottled in February 2015. Uh, we found it and dusted it off and given it a chance. Comes in at 9.5% ABV, and it's got a cool, cool label. Looks like somebody from The Godfather. Yeah, right. Just an old mob, like an Italian. Well, yeah, Italian. It's hard to tell. You don't see much of his face. Yeah. But an old mobster with smoking a cigar. Got and a, a pinky ring on. Yeah, right. He looks like uh, that goblin from uh, Fantastic Beasts, played by your guy with the big head. Oh, yeah. Uh, uh, 
uh, Perlman, Ron Perlman. Yes. Yeah. He kind of looks like that. Anyways, um, usually this, it says it's a seasonal beer, but now it might be a gone forever beer if they're not brewing anymore. Just like this brewery might just be right. gone forever. We're trying to, trying to figure out what the deal is with that because there's, I remember we covered a speakeasy beer months and months ago and then we were like, yeah, this brewery is closed. And then I heard from somebody that they were making beer again. They reopened, but we found an article online that was dated March of this year. So from the San Francisco Chronicle, just so our right. references are cited, that yeah. they were had a skeleton crew or something. Yeah, they, 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 they completely shut down for a week, then hired on a staff of six. And at the time of the article, which was, it was either March, or, no, it was April. They wrote it in April, I think, this year. Uh, yeah, um, so six months ago. Mm-hmm. Um, anyways, I, so I don't know. We're trying to figure that out, but. In the meantime, we're just going to drink the beer and see what we think. Yeah. Whether or not the brewery is open is secondary. Uh, the beer in front of us is open, and that's all that matters. I really like how it smells. I, uh, I did that. not like how it smelled. Really? To me, it was it was kind of off-putting from the first smell, but I don't know. Have you tasted it yet? Not yet. All right. So it's a nice, dark, deep amber. Like, you can't see through it, amber. It smells weird. Mm-hmm. It's, uh, it tastes kind of weird. Mm-hmm. Um... That tastes very medicinal. You get that? Like almost like a cherry kind of medicinal? Like or? cherry medicinal and band-aid-y, like yeah. peroxide-y. Um, yeah, there's there's almost like a metallic rusty kind of thing that I'm getting to. Yeah, and it doesn't... Mm, I don't like this beer at all. I don't know if I don't like it at all. It doesn't have that um, that round body, uh, like that... No, it's very it's that, very pointy. Yeah, it, that's a good word for this. Thank you. It's abrupt. It doesn't have that, that silky, creamy, like, viscosity that a normal mm-hmm. barley no, wine has. it doesn't, has. huh? It feels, pretty, it feels pretty hollow. Yeah, pretty, usually barley wines are, like, silky. Mm-hmm. Thinking back to, like, an old conundrum. That was great. From... Uh, 50-50. Yes. That was great. Something like that. Um, but, yeah, this one's just not quite there for me. No, it's, a, yeah, it's not there for me either, I don't think. Um, I really still like, I do like the way it smells, though. It smells, I don't know, I get, like the cherry thing that you're saying, but not medicinal. It tastes, mm. it smells more, uh, I don't know, like a, like a pie to me or something like that. Okay. I don't know, I like that part. But yeah, the, the taste is kind of weird. Yeah, I would like a little bit more like molasses and caramel. Mm-hmm. Those are like my favorite notes in a, a, yeah. a barley wine. Um, the way that it finishes is, I would call it unoffensive. Um, it doesn't doesn't linger, but I almost want it to. Like I want there to be more behind it. Yeah, it, it lacks. Just goes away. It lacks an overall body and character. You know, so I have this theory that there are things, there are two things specifically that give you really bad breath after you've eaten them, and they're not what you think. They're Gatorade and pretzels. Okay. They sit, and after I'm not like immediately. It's not like eating garlic, mm. but you let them sit. Like pretzels specifically, they just taste like. Feels like you have really bad breath. You get that it's like starchiness. Yeah, and that's how this feels. It feels like my breath is horrible right now. Yeah, I could see that. Like just old and gross. It doesn't help that we were just drinking some at Modern Times coffee. Oh, yeah. Shameless plug. That's good coffee, man. Yeah, it's really good. Yeah. Johnny brought over, well, you have your subscription. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we we were brewing up their Autumn Blend yeah. uh, Cloud Ripper, I think. Yeah, it's so good. Pretty good. Yeah. Uh, anytime that we do, uh, well, anytime that I do coffee, I always get like 12 ounces is usually what they sell it in. So I have time to like dial in my grind and mm-hmm. if you've listened to the show long enough, you know that I'm kind of a coffee geek and Johnny loves coffee too. And he was saying that you want to upgrade. I'm going to start branching out yeah. and looking at different grinding methods and different brewing methods, brewing methods. Yeah. Maybe switch into a pour over or I don't know the single, single serving, um, thing. What are they called? Keurigs. Oh yeah. And it doesn't sound, it could work, but it doesn't it, it, sound. Yeah. I, it's easy for me to want to get cynical about that and be really snooty, but at the end of the day, it's what you enjoy. So yeah. Uh, that said, I think if you really started drinking like properly curated coffee, uh, you'd probably start to develop a palate from same thing as beer. Basically mm-hmm. uh, you start to taste quality and, and the differences between like a Keurig and a handmade pour over. Yeah. Just gets down to how much time and money and energy you want to invest mm-hmm. in like a new hobby. Yep. But I get what you're saying though. That might've spoiled us for this beer. Yeah. Um, no, maybe, but also this beer just, just might not yeah, be that good. It's not great. Um, uh, yeah. So I don't know. Overall, mm, uh, I'm not super into it. Yeah. I'm not either. I'm going to come back and revisit, revisit it. Excuse me. Sure. Yeah. We'll, we'll sip it throughout yeah, the movie. A little bit. But yeah, let's, uh, let's talk about this movie. Yeah. Should we do a brief, uh, do that synapsis? I think that sounds great. <laughs> synapsis. Um, so just, just to clarify, we gave a shout out to our Patreon members here or not a shout out so much as a poll. We gave them a task. Yeah, we wanted to pick a movie. Johnny and I both have movies that we haven't seen, obviously. Um, and we put together four movies and put it out to our Patreon folks. So thank you guys for helping us decide. We ended up watching The Godfather. The The point of the list is one of the movies 
we, we'd each seen two, I think, right? Or no, had you not seen? I haven't seen any of them. Okay. Yeah. Well, one, one of us at least hadn't seen one of these movies. So it turns out Johnny hadn't seen any. I'd seen the two that I proposed. Um, and our choices were like The Godfather, uh, The Departed, which I've been trying to get us to watch for a long time together. Um, what else was on that list? Uh, what did I put on there? Uh, blah, 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 blah. I put on the departed. I put, I, I put on the departed. I put on the departed. Really? I put on this. You put on Goodwill Hunting. Mm, I think you're tripping out. I don't remember. Anyways, it was a list of uh, some movies, but we decided on The Godfather. Our Patreon members helped us out, so thank you guys so much. That helped us make a great decision. But uh, if you don't know anything about this movie, it is a crime drama from 1972, uh, starring a huge, huge cast of people. Um, from Marlon Brando to a very young Al Pacino, uh, Robert fun, Duvall. Fun fact. Yep. I did not know that that was Al Pacino. I, I didn't either, dude. I was reading it and I was like, because I just always have known him as an old yeah. dude. <laughs> no, I did literally did not know that until the credits rolled. Yeah. And I was like, what? Yeah, I was looking up, because um, somebody looked familiar to me, so I was looking up the- Was uh, it Robert Duvall? Maybe. Okay. I don't remember who it was at this point, but- um, anyways, yeah, so many- uh, Diane Keaton's in it. Yeah. Uh, in her like mid-20s. Yeah. Uh, so a ton of people, and it's it's the story of this uh, this mob family, the Corleones or Corleones, depending on your accent, uh, and their I don't know. Let's just read the yeah. let's read the IMDb for now. Um, nope, I don't like this either. But the aging patriarch of an organized crime dynasty transfers control of his clandestine empire to his reluctant son. That's kind of a spoiler, almost. Like that I doesn't happen until like the end. I think it's the process of doing it. I mean, it's, so it's a three part. It's a three parter, by the way. So these movies are based on a novel by Mario Puzo. I've read the first one, okay, and I didn't read the second or third. Same with these. I've only seen volume one, hmm. um, but it's uh, it's a pretty classic mob movie. It's like the mob movie. Yeah, it's like widely renowned as the classic mob movie. Yeah, I mean, like so many so many quotable lines that you get, like the what we said at the top. I can gonna make him an offer he can't refuse. Mm-hmm. That kind of thing. Yep. Um, or like uh, you saw Zootopia. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's that scene where they get taken to this little possum and it's like just this scene. Mm-hmm. You come to me on the day of my daughter's to be, I don't know. I'm not trying to do Mexican. I'm trying to do like possum. <laughs> How he sounded. The possum. I know. I remember the possum accent. My day, the daughter's to be married. Yeah. It's like the exact yeah. scene from, funny. from Godfather. It's pretty hilarious. Um, but yeah, the whole, the whole movie revolves around this family and, and the changing dynamic that they have uh, as the times change and uh, their business interests have to evolve and kind of the balance that uh, Don Corleone, uh, played by uh, Marlon Brando, has, and the dynamic of him and his 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 kids is what I was trying to say. Mm-hmm. I was going for his kids sons. and sons, which almost came out wrong. Kids <laughs> his, and sons, his cons. Oh, uh, I know. Um, but it's a it's a it's a good movie. I'm curious to hear your reaction since you've never seen it. Uh, yeah. Okay. So just overall thoughts on this movie. Uh, I immediately loved it. Uh, I felt like it was a movie that I had seen 20 times before mm. the first viewing, which was really neat. And it's something you don't get out of a lot of movies these days. Um, overall, the movie was compelling. It had really great writing, mm-hmm. excellent story. Uh, the character development was on point. Uh, they invested like just enough time in every storyline to mm-hmm. keep the movie flowing really well. Uh, yeah, it's worth noting that it's it's two hours and fifty five minutes long. Yeah, so uh, that, I mean, this is an epic, and then to think that there's three, this is you know, this is like a very long. Mm-hmm. You're devoting time to this, and you get to know these characters deeply. Yeah, and and overall, it was it was a fantastic movie. It was instant classic for me, and I can see why it is a classic movie. Mm-hmm. Um, overall, I'm going to give it two huge thumbs up. I really really liked it. Uh, I feel like the reason that it felt so immediately familiar was just because of the amount of far-reaching influence over cinema and television. Yeah, you see it in so many movies since then. Um, Yeah. You know, I'm watching this movie. I'm like, this kind of laid the the groundwork for so many crime dramas and so many different avenues of entertainment. I was like, this movie started so much. Yeah. I'm I'm bummed we haven't, that you haven't seen the departed yet because I was watching it last, started last night with Gianna. Mm -hmm. Um, I was going to say too, I've seen this before, but it's been a while. That's why I wanted to rewatch it. Um, but I just made Gianna watch The Departed about two weeks ago. Okay. And um, if you've seen The Departed, you know that there's a similar mob vibe. And rewatching this, having so recently watched The Departed, 
I noticed so many similarities. The influence was strong. And The Departed in my brain is so much more familiar that my initial reaction was, wow, The Godfather's really ripping off. And I knew in my head, like, yeah. that's not the case, but it felt like it was ripping off that. And I know it's the other way around. Yeah. it's This is the movie that inspired the people that made those movies to make that movie, mm-hmm. you know, which is really neat. It's kind of like going back and listening to country or something mm-hmm. from like the early 1920s and 30s yeah. that influenced the people. And then like hearing Chris Stapleton. Yeah, exactly. You know, you go back yeah. to like Hank Williams Sr. and like Buck Owens mm-hmm. and like all these great old artists. This is kind of like what that movie is to cinema in a lot of ways. Yeah. Uh, one big thing I noticed, uh, similarity, I should say, uh, was to the the show like Sons of Anarchy, one of my favorite shows of all time. Interesting. Uh, so many the parallels in the gang mentality really? and the organized crime and uh, that whole series took a lot of of cues from this movie. Yeah, and there's a lot of like that that um, what's the way to put it? Like really big family nostalgia. Like everything is about the family, mm-hmm. and you do what you got to do yeah. to keep your. But but it's all it's all about respect and and keeping things that are business business and families outside, and you respect. Like the, it's honor among thieves. Like yeah. that's a really strong theme here. Yeah, and that was huge in in that show. So yeah, and the whole family aspect too. Right. Was it was just interesting, and not just that show. I mean, you've seen it in so many crime dramas. Anything about mm-hmm. organized crime or gangs or anything, there was a lot of influence. So overall, yeah, this movie's a hundred thousand percent a classic. Like yeah, I watched it, fantastic. Watched it once, felt like I've seen it five mm-hmm. or six times. Just, I don't remember the last time I saw a movie for the first time and felt that. Yeah. So, yeah, that's my take on it. Cool. Well, yeah, just a couple of numbers here. Um, so their their production budget was estimated to be about $6 million. Um, back in the 70s, still a good chunk of change. But uh, it's uh, I can't remember. I don't see how long it was in theaters, but it made $245 million, Okay. Which is a lot. That's, yeah. I mean, that's that's incredible. They so much made their money back. That's ridiculous. Um, it was released by Paramount too, which they've been in business for a very long time. Yeah, um, I guess it only opened in six theaters too, which is astoundingly low. What year did this come out? Seventy-two. Okay. Um, but I mean that is wild. Six theaters. They made three hundred grand on the opening weekend, um, which is pretty good. That's you know that's averaging like fifty thousand dollars a theater. Yeah. In like two nights. That's really good. That's crazy. Or at best three nights, which is still like. Fifteen thousand dollars a night, right? On this film alone, wow, that's really. Granted, this is like back in the golden days where they only screened one movie mm-hmm. a night, so yeah, I mean, it's probably got to take that into account. Um, I'm gonna advocate we jump to a break real quick. Yeah, come back with some more beer, some more on this movie. Let's do it. Cool, be right back. If you've never heard our show before, we've paired with local bottle shop, Spike's Bottle Shop, to give our listeners a special deal, and Johnny will tell you what that is right now. That's right. For listeners of this show with password FHC, I guess it's more of a passcode yeah, now. Yeah, yeah. Uh, passcode FHC, you will get 10% off any purchase in there at Spike's Bottle Shop. And they've got a killer selection of craft beer, liquor, wine. They've even got some energy drinks, whatever you need. So go check them out. That's right. Once again, Spike's Bottle Shop, located at 1270 East First Avenue. Great selection of beer. Use promo code, checkout code, password code, whatever we're calling it, FHC at checkout for 10% off. I wonder how many rings we give it. It's up to you. Let's give it four more. Okay. That didn't count. In case you guys haven't figured it out, we're calling Speakeasy, the number on Google, and we're going to see if we can get an answer, figure out what their deal is. I need answers. We've heard from a couple people now that they are still open, but it's seeming more and more. Granted, it is Columbus Day today, so I don't know. The investigation will continue. But in the meantime, we're back from our break. Should we just cut all that? Oh, I loved it. Okay. Because like, what if at the end of the episode, someone's like, yes, and then we call back and it's like, hello, welcome to Speakeasy. Maybe we should keep it. Okay. I like it. Except if we don't hear back, we'll cut it. Mm. Don't save it either way. All right, fine. Phone All call- right, here we are. <laughs> Fresh hop phone calls, guys. Uh, it was like the second or third time we've done that, which I think is kind of cool. I think it's fun. Remember the time I called uh, the brewery and mm-hmm. then they answered? Yes. To tell me if there was like what lactose in something? That? Yeah, that was fun. It was one of the breweries from SoCal. It was Mike Hess. That's right. It was the, yeah. Yeah, the cream ale. Yeah, good that was call. cool. Anyways, here we are. We're back. Um, that was a good break. That was a good break. And we uh, solved nothing in terms of what we were trying to solve, but mm-hmm. that's okay. 
What we did solve is that there is this wonderful photo of Marlon Brando before and after his makeup for The Godfather. It was remarkable. What did they age him? Probably 20 years? Yeah, so he was 47 when he filmed this. And Corleone, Don Corleone. He's got to be like probably 70 Yeah, I would say 70s. Because he's kind of like later, definitely later years of yes. life. Like, yeah, and he's lived a full life. Like He's not, he's yeah. not the best health probably. Um, but what's remarkable is the jaw work they did on him. I remember the first time I saw this, I'm like, is that a real man's face? Yeah, he's got like some crazy underbite. Some and the, jowls. Yes. Um, so, yeah, they've done a ton of like graying his hair and adding wrinkles to his skin, like neck meat. <laughs> yeah. For no, lack of a better term. Turkey neck. Yeah. But, yeah, it's a, we're just staring at him right now. I'm staring. And also, like to point out, Marlon Brando, handsome fellow. Right. And they, like, he used to be like he was, uh, he was an early, like, you know how people today are like, He's as a tra- like old people are mm-hmm. like he's as good looking as Robert Redford. Mm-hmm. People back in the day would be like Robert Redford's as good looking as Marlon Brando. Like, right. I wonder who I don't know who came before that, but somebody. Um, I don't know. Maybe um, Charlie Chaplin. No, Char- I was gonna say Charlton Heston. I don't know who that is. Yeah, you do. Uh, well, look up a picture for me. And okay, you can tell me. I will. Um, I have not finished my beer here yet. Have you finished yours? No, no? I'm not super enthused. No. Yeah, I was hoping on the break. I took a couple more sips, and I was hoping maybe it would come back around, but. Uh, it has not. So we're still, we're still, I don't want to say choking down for me. It's not that bad, but we're still drinking the old Godfather from speakeasy and it's not getting better for me. You? Mm, no. Do you want to give it a rating now? Yeah. Four. Yeah. Not good. Yeah. I'm gonna say like a three. Really just not into it. I not mean, a three. I'm going to go four as well. Three's yeah. too low. Just, yeah. Cause I mean, it is drinkable. Yeah. It's three's just, a three's almost a pour out for me. Yeah. No. Two is for sure a pour out. Two's a drain pour. Yeah. One's like, I'm going to set it on fire. Yeah. Um, no, this is, this is, let's say a four. That feels good. Cause yeah. I do like how it smells. I do like the way it looks and I like what's, what's kind of chilling with it. Like there's a nice, nice bit of lacing and it's a good looking beer. Yeah. It just doesn't taste good. Right. And I, there's some people who would argue that beer is about how it tastes and they have a point. <laughs> I will give them that. No, this beer's, uh, it's not, this not beer's good. got a face for radio. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Overall. Uh, a taste for radio. Unfortunately, there's there's many, many, many better barley wines. Yeah, it's there. a pretty expensive barley wine too, for what it's worth. I think it's like a twenty dollar bottle, give or take. Yeah. Um. So, I think our recommendation would be if you see this and you want to try it, you should skip it. There's a lot yeah. better stuff out yeah. there. If you want to try this, don't. Just don't do that. <laughs> yeah. So maybe it's a good thing Speakeasy didn't answer the phone. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just gonna shit all over their beer. Yeah, that sucks, man. But it, it happens. I mean, I've never been wild about their beers. No, I'm thinking there's probably a reason they were just on their way. Maybe, out, yeah. You know? And and they are, are they in SF now that I... Yes. Like, that seems right. Yeah, they are. I mean, there's a lot of competition there. Yeah. So that makes sense. I yeah. mean, there's there's great stuff. I was just in San Francisco, actually. Nice. Uh, if you're... Yeah, a couple weeks ago? A couple weeks ago. Okay. Yeah. How was the show? Great. Thank nice. you. It was a blast. Forgot to ask you about that. That's okay. Um, it was super you, fun, but I didn't have beer time. You were like sick the day before. I was sick too. Yeah, and I, I was, was like, "Oh no!" I was yeah. I was getting worried, man. Yeah, I got I got real sick. You get sick a lot. I get sick anytime I go to Reno. That's it's something, but like the altitude and the dry air, and probably cigarette smoke in the casinos, and probably that that yeah. does not help at all. But it's it's a combination of my allergies this time. Well, this time of year and in the spring. Yeah, so it's like half the year. <laughs> Plus, if you're anywhere in Northern California, you know that it's been ungodly windy. Yes, there's been wind and there's been smoke from all the fires. Yeah. That, like literally half of our state feels like it's on fire. Yeah, it's good times. Yeah. Terrible, terrible. Can you imagine stuff. what it would be like if global warming did exist? I know. Whoa. It's crazy. Okay. Why would you acknowledge science on this podcast? Yes. How dare you? <laughs> uh, all right. Let's, uh, okay. I'm, I'm basically done talking about this beer, I think. Yeah. So beer is done for this episode. So, yeah. Do you, so we were a little bit, not that you guys have any say because this isn't live, but do you want to do another beer on this episode or do you want to call it good and keep talking about it? I feel like there's a lot to talk about this movie if we wanted to. Yeah, there is. Should we just get like an old faithful from the fridge? Um, I'm actually still working on coffee. So if we're not reviewing one, I'll probably sit sit one out. Let's review now. the coffee. That sounds good. The second th- beer on the episode can be the Modern okay. Times coffee. All right. that's I like this. It's really convenient well, too. Do since... you want to go grab the coffee bag? Yeah. I'll so go... we can see what we got. Wait, hold on. I have a picture of it on my phone. Perfect. Um, so let's get into the plot of this movie a little bit yeah. and then we'll talk about coffee while we're sipping it. Yeah. So like we said earlier, it is, it's the story of this family, the Corleones. I'm going to say Corleones. That's what feels right to me. Corleones. Yeah. You're not Italian. You can't say Corleone. I am Italian actually. Are you? Yeah. Well, My last name is Minardi. The Minardi. Um, but it's either Corleone or Corleone. Corleone. And I, and I think you hear Marlon Brando say Corleone, but everybody else in his family says Corleone. Don so Corleone. I don't know. I'd say Corleone. Um, this movie is tough to discuss the plot without giving 
anything away. Yeah, so we'll just generalize the plot. Yeah, and what I want to talk about more is performances. Okay, yeah. I, I mean, think the most general thing you could say about the plot is that um, Marlon Brando's character, Don Corleone, is approached to get into narcotics. Yes, and, um, and previously, too, they, they only deal with... Um, gambling. Gambling, and there's another one. Um, politics, maybe. Politics and women, I think. Weren't they into a prostitution a little bit? Oh, probably. I don't remember that but as much. mainly like gambling and um, some more... More upright crimes, if you will. Right. Like if drug trade is like, oh, they did. So they did less hard drugs, I think. Not heroin. Because mm. that's what they're offered. They're offered. Like powders is what, he, what it was put. So that's kind of the main conflict. And that's what leads to a lot of conflict between the Corleones and a lot of the other families. Um, won't say which ones because that's kind of spoilery. But, but the point you need to know is there are like, there's like five families in New York. Yeah. They right? call them the five Dons of the five families. Right. And, and they all hold equal sway and there's this nice balance between politics and police and mm-hmm. these families. Um, and there's this, at the time the movie starts, there's this peaceful, um, I don't know, like not a ceasefire cause they're not always fighting, but there was a huge fight that they talk about back in the forties. Yeah. Um, that's referenced like we don't want it to be like 47 or whatever the year was yeah. so let's make peace whatever and then at one point one of the the men in Corleone's family was like it happens like this like once every five ten years mm-hmm. it happens so that was an interesting thing but yeah basically that's the main conflict that leads to the evolving of this plot yes uh, it's what causes some division within his family and uh, lots of other different things to happen so that's probably as far in like the plot as you mm-hmm. really need to understand what this movie is about yes absolutely uh, and basically it's a mafia war yep. after that so yeah. uh, let's talk about some individual performances that stood out to us in well, this movie let's start with Marlon Brando that's how I mean, can that's you not easy. yeah I, dude prolific like yeah legendary role mm-hmm. 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 it was unbelievable um yeah I, I think this is probably this is his most well-known role i think especially in terms of um how it holds up over time like this is what he's known for also i can't name any other marlon brando movies and i can't either wait um, wasn't he an african queen i don't know what that is maybe it was a mm, i don't remember um, but he's, he's, he has been in film for a long time. He passed away in 2004 okay. um, at the age of 80. He was also born in Omaha, Nebraska. That's where my dad was born. Nice. So fun fact there. Great steak. Yeah. Omaha's got yeah, some. Yeah, Omaha steaks. That's a real thing. Nebraska has some great corn-fed beef. Um, here's a little fun fact about him. Corn-fed Marlon Brando. Corn-fed Marlon Brando. Uh, he was named the fourth greatest male star whose screen debut occurred before or during the 50s. Wow. Uh, by the American Film Institute. So dude's a legend. I am. I was looking to see if he won an Oscar. He had to have. It doesn't seem like he Awards did. and honors? Yeah, nothing there. Further information? What's that say? No. Hmm. No, unfortunately, I don't There's... see that, but I can check it out. Yeah, I'm going to do some research while we're talking. Yeah, but he, it's, I mean, he's such a powerful presence on the screen. Like, you can, t- uh, if any Game of Thrones fans, for maybe more modern viewers of film and television. Tywin? He, yep. <laughs> like, and I, you have to believe that some of that comes from, from this film. Mm-hmm. Like in Game of Thrones, Tywin Lannister is the head of the Lannister family and they're a powerful family, but it's very clear they're being held together by this one the pending guy, Tywin. And, um, Game of Thrones, spoilers, uh, season five, I think. That's okay. Skip ahead 30 seconds if you want. Um, there's a point in which Tywin Lannister dies. And it, it's very clear the family crumbles. I'm not saying that's exactly what happens here. I'm not even saying that's even close to what happens here. But um, there's, a, there's a feeling that they have a similar balance. Okay. That they're both like the glue that holds these families together. Um, and it's just a, it's, it's pretty crazy. I think he did a great job. And I think they did a great job casting him for that. Definitely. It definitely, that, I knew exactly what you're talking about. Yeah. Like, total Taiwan. It feels like, exactly like that. Yeah. He's that super filled with machismo, mm-hmm. um, like iron fist patriarch that loves his family, but will kill people to protect them. Right. Let's, let's talk about Al Pacino in this. I will. I want to touch on uh, Marlon Brando's mm-hmm. awards real quick. He actually won best actor for this role. Oh really? Yeah. Um, an interesting okay. fact, he's, he won two Academy awards for best actor in his career. There we go. One was in 1955 for a movie called on the waterfront. Hmm. And then you fast forward to 1973 mm-hmm. when the award season came around for this movie that was released in 72 and he won best actor for the Godfather. And that makes more sense. Yeah. yeah. And like 1000% he should have. Yeah. Because was he was great. So good. And it was so influential. Like, like we were saying earlier, so many movies have been made from this 
as a framework. Yeah. And just especially with him as a character, like Mm -hmm. he's badass. Like you want to be like him. Yeah, I did. I noticed something specific about this movie that really is with his performance that caught me. And it's that when, cause I had, like I was saying earlier, I had that part of my brain that was like, is this his real face or is this some crazy prosthetic? And it's a crazy prosthetic. And that went away. The part of my brain that was like, is this crazy? Is this, this, no, the part that was like, this is crazy went away in about five minutes. Yeah. I got so absorbed into his performance that I didn't care. I didn't even notice. Yeah. That's just how he spoke. And he did like a lot of the, like this thing with his yeah. finger, like touching his face and like, it, oh, it was good. It was really good. Would you, would you call that method acting once you, sure. That's yeah. like for sure, like a Jared Leto school of like method acting. I mean, he is, he is involved. Yeah. And such a complex character because uh, he goes through a lot with his family. Like there's some loss and then mm-hmm. he wants to, you know, be the one that's like, let's make peace, mm-hmm. you know, instead of being the mob leader. Right. And you do have to wonder too. So like we said, he's older, this character's older, probably in his, in his early seventies. Um, and he knows that his time kind of control, not controlling, leading the family is probably coming to an end. And he's gonna have to pass off the power. Mm-hmm. Um, so I imagine as a, just as a, as a patriarch, as a leader of your family, or as a, just, I don't know, as a person that's has a conscience, like you want to leave things better than you took them. Mm-hmm. So especially when you're getting older, like wanting to, to make peace in that time is probably pretty understandable. Yeah. Make peace. And then also leave behind something successful right. for your kids and your grandkids. Cause he's very involved with his grandkids. Yes. He's got a lot of them uh, in this movie. So yeah, it was probably that kind of shift in perspective and later in his life. Mm-hmm. It was really neat though. Cause he was like the level headed gangster, which yeah, is like, totally. everybody wants to be that. Mm-hmm. Like you watch this movie and you can't help, but like kind of want to be that level of badass. Right. You know, so yeah, overall Marlon Brando's performance was amazing. Yeah, um, it's killer. Yeah. Al, I, Al Pacino, dude. Right. So what I was going to say is what I really liked about this is all the the little um, facets and different characters within their family. Like they obviously he has sons. He has a consigliere, which is like a, an advisor. He's their, basically their lawyer slash advisor. Yeah. Yes. And, and these roles change over generations. Like mm-hmm. you have Vito Corleone, which is Marlon Brando's character. Um, who has probably appointed a new guy by the time he took over from his father and so mm-hmm. on. And that happens in the movie a little bit as the power shifts, but yeah. um, he has several sons. James Kane is the oldest who played yes. Sonny. Sonny, yes. And I, I knew I recognized him, but James Kane, mm-hmm. very, very young in this movie. Yep. Very young. I mean, a lot of really big actors got their, I, probably this is around their starting times. Totally. But like James Kane and uh, Robert Duvall, full, mm-hmm. head, full heads of hair. Yep. So I'm like, yeah, what? So like what? What? <laughs> who are you? Um, and Al Pacino yeah. was a baby in this movie. Yeah, he was probably, what do you think, 24? Probably. probably. Yeah, like that. he played the youngest son of the Corleone family. Michael. Or wait, was Fredo younger? Oh, Fredo might have been younger. Fredo's such a side character in this movie. I know, though. and um, he doesn't, even, like, he's not on the IMDb, he's not even listed with a last name. Is that on us? No, he's, yeah, he's a Corleone, that's right, yeah. Yeah. So, I don't know. You could find he's, out. He's the middle son. It yeah, says right, right there. there. Yep, that's handy. Uh, so yeah, so Michael is the youngest, and and what's interesting about Michael is that he's the one um, who's not involved. Like he's not he's not a mobster. He was a marine. He was a marine. He wants to have an honest life, and uh, it's said later on, I believe that uh, Vito Don Corleone says, uh, you know, I wanted you to have a normal life. I wanted you to be like a lawyer or a senator and have a nice, clean life. Um, but throughout the events of this film, he has to kind of adopt two personas. Yeah. Um, Definitely falls more in line with getting a bit more involved in the family business. Mm-hmm. And we'll go more into detail on that. In, in the, the danger zone. In the danger zone, because that gets in, into the realm of totally. spoiling things. So, um, Which maybe isn't that important with this movie because it's so old, but I hadn't seen it. So. Right. So there's people that haven't seen it. I, again, can't stress enough, you should watch this movie. And as someone who just saw it for the first time last night, mm-hmm. like a thousand right. percent, this is a classic instantly. Yeah. Like, and it's, I understood immediately why it is a classic mm-hmm. just watching it first viewing. So, yeah, but I did enjoy watching Michael struggle with that balance. Like, and, cause he has a, he has a, uh, not a fiance, but a, a woman he's been with for a while named yeah. Kay played by uh, Diane Keaton. Young. Yep. Young. She's got to be like maybe 20. Yeah. Um, I did not even recognize her. Nope, I didn't either. Yeah. Um, so he's like, he's, it's very early on. He tells a story about how, um, shoot, what is the story he tells? Um, about the actor, because they've got like a yeah. one of Don Corleone's godsons is a singer. No, 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 not him. That's Freddie something. Even before that, they're at the wedding. He's talking about what his dad did one time. He like sent this guy. Oh, shoot. I wish I could remember it. That was about the singer. Are you sure? Because he was in the big band 
And he, yeah, that was a hundred thousand percent because the famous guy shows up to the wedding. Yes. You know, and she's Kay, Diane Keaton's character, mm-hmm. asked Michael, Al Pacino's character, you know, how do you know this guy? Mm-hmm. And he's like, well, my father's his godfather. Right. That was uh, um, the singer guy. No, I think he wasn't he talking about. Um, no, he was talking about the singer because he showed up and he was singing a song. I do remember that. I, this is why I'm worried about the names. Uh, let me find that real quick. Um, is he not even listed? That'd be a huge bummer. Useless. Uh, it's hmm. got to be click full cast. Thank you. I will click that. Sorry for this scrambling and juggling we're doing. Don't apologize. We're getting our facts straight. We were doing so smooth. It was like everything was fine. No, but I'm like fine. 99% sure it was in reference to the, the singer guy because she was like, how do you know him? Wasn't she talking about the big guy behind? What's his name? Oh, my gosh. What yeah, it was, it was Luca. Luca. Luca Brasi. Yeah, Luca Brasi. Wasn't he talking about Luca? Um, no, cause they spoke about him for a moment and he was, Michael was just like, he helps the family out sometimes. Yes. Yeah. Okay. And then the big converse, longer conversation regarding the family business was about the famous singer that showed up and everyone right. was like all fanfare. All right. about. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Okay. And, uh, basically short story, cause I don't remember paraphrasing mm-hmm. here, but, um, she was asking, you know, what's the deal with that? And, oh, Don Corleone is his godfather, mm-hmm. uh, and he helped him out with his career. She's like, well, what, what do you mean? Like, how did your father help him out with his career? And basically it was the, the singer was uh, locked into this contract with a big band leader, and he started getting famous, Yep, and he wanted out of this contract. Johnny Fontaine. Johnny Fontaine. I can't believe I didn't think of that. I yes. know. Okay. It's such a good singer name. I know. Singer it's a classic, name. like, yeah. So 50s. It's yeah. so like Rat Pack. I loved it. Right. And he had that very um, crooner style. Mm-hmm. Uh, very, very good singer. But yeah, the band leader wouldn't let him out of the contract. Yeah. So Don Corleone goes to him and says, I'll give you, what, $10,000? To buy you out. To buy you out of his contract says, so he can no. go on and be a star. Mm-hmm. Guy says no. So he goes back with Luca. That's right. where it That's came where in. It okay. Got so it. he goes back. Don Corleone goes back with Luca, who's a giant he's human. A, he's just like a, like a goon. Uh, yeah. He's the muscle. He's a tank. Yeah. Huge, huge human. So he's like, we went, they went back to the, the big band leader, uh, and an hour later, he signed him off for $1,000 out of his contract. What did he do to him? Yeah. They held a gun to his head and said, either right. your signature- Oh, that's it. Yeah, yeah. The great yeah. line, either yeah. your brains or your signature are going to go on this contract. Right. Boom. So the whole thing is, Michael's telling his girlfriend, Kay, this, and then he goes, that's my family, that's not me. I don't want anything yeah. to do with this. But that's when the first line came in. Well, the second time it's used- uh, when he's saying, she's like, well, how did he made him an offer he couldn't refuse? Right. That so, comes up a lot in this yeah. film. Um, but yeah, that's this whole idea that um, you, you, uh, you what, talk quiet and carry a big stick kind mm-hmm. of thing. Yeah. Um, every, it's all about manners, but then you, you lay down the law when you have to. Mm-hmm. Um, but watching Michael change his stance from like, that's not me to I'm going to do what I have to do for my family throughout it, the movie is very compelling. And I think Al Pacino did a great job. Oh yeah, young Al Pacino, so good in this movie. Yeah, I don't think it's a stretch to assume that part of the reason he was became such a big actor was from his role in this. Yeah, I think it was it was my second favorite performance in the film. I think. I think so, and I really liked Michael Caine's performance as Sonny, the older brother, the oldest brother. Uh, He was really really powerful, but he was like a big hothead. Yep, you know, yeah, he was the most reactionary out of all the brothers. Yeah, it was very Shakespearean kind of foreshadowing there. Like he was in the very beginning, Mm -hmm. like his damn temper. Mm -hmm. And then there's like moments you're like, oh, is this temper? And then he sometimes wins, he sometimes loses to his temper. Um, And ultimately it forms some sort of demise for him. Yeah. Um, So yeah, there was some great, great roles in this movie. mm -hmm. I agree. Great acting. Is Sofia Coppola in this? Go back down. Oh. I saw her name. Did you? Yeah, right there. Sophia Coppola was Michael Francis Rizzi, and she was uncredited. <laughs> really? She was the baby. Oh. I think she was the baby that got uh, baptized. That's a pretty baller move. I'm pretty sure. Wow. Did we just discover an Easter egg? Look at all these Coppolas in the film. <laughs> Could you? Whoa. Yeah. Extras. Homeboy just put all of his, his family in I the movie. I think if you're Francis Ford Coppola, you can put whoever you want in your movie. Mm-hmm. Will you, could extras. you click on that, please? On this guy? Yeah, I just want to see because mm-hmm. what does that say in the in the right there? The nothing? No, biography was empty. It's not even. This was just like a consumer added thing. We're looking on the IMDb mm-hmm. um, for Sofia Coppola's character, and so she was in the movie, but she was uncredited. Yeah, and I'd have to look it up. I'm ninety percent sure it's the baby that gets baptized. I mean, she would have been really young. so yeah. that would make sense. Anyway, that's really neat. Didn't know that. 
So are there any other roles you want to touch on before we uh, get in the danger zone? Because I think we're not going to touch on the plot much more. No, that feels good to me. Um, I I think I'm happy. Are you good with with things that you wanted to talk, talk about there without spoiling? Yeah, I think so. Cool. Well, then um, since I'm going to say this every time, but... Did you want to touch on the coffee at all? Or do you want to... Oh, shoot. I totally forgot. Yeah. Um, let's let's do it in the third segment. Danger zone coffee. Yeah. So if you if you haven't heard or if you forget... Uh, we're going into our third segment, which we call the danger zone. Danger zone. It's when we uh, go no holds barred. We're not going to worry about spoiling the movie. We're just going to talk about it like everybody has seen it. Mm-hmm. So if you've never seen it, as usual, if you should go watch it and come back and listen. Uh, or if you've seen it, buckle up because we're going to talk about the modern times cloud ripper. Am I right there? Yeah. Uh, yeah. And the rest of the Godfather part one. We'll be back. Johnny, I have bad news. What is the bad news? All of my podcasts are gone. They're just gone from my phone. I'm out of podcasts. Well, you ate them? What happened? They're just gone. I don't know, man. I need something else to listen to. You have any ideas? Yeah, you should for sure listen to a book. What do you mean? This like an audio book? Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like reading, but you don't have to read. You can do stuff with your hands while you're doing it. Yeah, it's like getting read a story. Where can I get one of those? Um, you're going to want to go to Audible and check it out. I've heard of Audible. They have over 180,000 titles, don't they? That's correct. And it's available on any smartphone. And right now, for listeners of this podcast, we have a special promo with them. If you go to audibletrial.com slash FHC, you get a free 30-day trial and a risk-free download of any book you want. That's insane. Here's the thing, though. I, I'm sure I'll love it, but if I don't love it, can I keep my download? If you decide you don't want your Audible subscription, you can cancel anytime within 30 days and keep the free book. Well, that's crazy. I'm just going to go over to audibletrial.com slash FHC and get that download now. I highly recommend you do. Welcome to the Danger Zone. Danger Zone. Uh, let's, let's, talk, let's talk spoiler stuff. Yeah. I want to go first. Do you want to talk about coffee first or do you want to talk about spoilers first? You're right. Let's talk about coffee first. Let's Coffee and death. Coffee and death because that's, that, yeah. That's the third segment. Uh, like we said earlier, Johnny brought this coffee over. He has a subscription to Modern Times Coffee. If you've never had Modern Times beer, try it. If you've never had the coffee, you should also try it. Mm-hmm. The first coffee I ever had, I think, was what you brought over towards the beginning of our podcast days. Um, yeah, it actually might have been this very one. No, it was the barrel-aged one. Okay. Yeah, they have a barrel-aged... Um, then they would do it. The bourbon barrel one was one of the first correct. ones I brought over. Yeah, that was like on our third episode that we tried it. We, so we drank it before going to see, I think, Miss Peregrine's home for... Some type of child, the unusual specimen, yes, or something, something like that. Like that. Um, but I knew it. I knew it. So this is this coffee is called Cloud Ripper. It's their autumn blend, and it's fifty percent Ethiopian coffee. And Ethiopian is my go-to. Yeah, that's my shit. Is that why you I like it? I love Ethiopian coffee. Uh, so it's fifty percent Ethiopia, thirty Kenya, and twenty percent Colombia. Now, what about Ethiopian coffee do you find so appealing? It's usually really fruit forward. Okay. Um, I don't like dark coffees really. Yeah, they they just taste burnt to me most of the time. So a lighter coffee tends to uh, give you more flavor to okay. come out. And a lot of my favorite lighter coffees, light roasts, are Ethiopians. Um, you get like a lot of strawberries and peaches and okay. really bright, bright tasting. Nice. Um, so I love that about this. Doesn't it say something on there about being a bit fruit forward? Yeah. Let's see. It says uh, berry, medley, vanilla, and creamy. Okay. And I would guess that those latter two come from the Kenya and the Colombia. Okay. But all the fruit is going to be coming from the Ethiopian. Uh, that'd be my guess, yeah. Okay. Um, and this was roasted on September 3rd. Nice. Um, which for us was just over, what, a month ago? Yeah, at this recording. Yeah. A month ago. Yeah. I didn't notice it said that. Yeah. So that's, I was actually, we were we were brewing it up before we started, and it wasn't blooming as much as it, you said it was a week old, and I was like, I don't know, this doesn't, doesn't seem, maybe it wasn't as fresh as uh, I was expecting, but to know that it's a month old makes more sense. Yeah. I got it in the mail a week ago. Oh, that's yeah. from them? Yeah. Ooh. Hmm. Shame on you, modern times. You should ship things sooner. It might have been longer ago. That might have been last month's coffee. Oh, okay. Well, no, it was because I'm getting the October one like this week. Okay. So well, I've, I've had it sense. for more than a month. Okay. I'm, I do really like it though. It's really good. What's the best way to store beans? I do I do room temp, but it depends on how long you're keeping them. Everyone says freezer. I've never frozen coffee beans. Um, I always, I don't do well freezing things. I feel like they, they start tasting very freezery. Mm. So. Interesting. Yeah, I don't ever do that, but I, I don't... How many bags do you have right now? Six? Yeah, I only ever have maybe two. Yeah. Um, yeah, I just drink it fresh, so... I need to start making more coffee. You should practice. You should, like, next time you get one, keep it room temp, mm. and then try them side by side and see which one you like better. I will. Or, like, make tasting notes for... Well, especially because every month I get one of the Black House coffees, mm. uh, and the, the crazy... Yeah, so you get a bag of the Black House and then the crazy blends. 
So you have like a standard house coffee all the time. You get two bags a month? Yeah. What's the subscription cost? 40 bucks. That's expensive. Yeah, but it's really good. Yeah. And yeah. also, I really don't buy any other coffee. Right. So that's, I mean, it's not, I don't know. That's pretty expensive, but yeah. You just get the two bags a month. Mm-hmm. I also split it with my buddy. So, right. Yeah. No, I, I, you can get really good coffee for like 16 bucks a bag. Okay. Um, but I don't know. Like their barrel aged one's pretty expensive. The, yeah. The modern times. I, but I don't think it's 20 bucks, is it? Mm. I know. I'm, I'm sure they're including shipping and stuff, but yeah. I have no idea. It is very good, though. I just know it's it's more of a novelty for me because mm-hmm. I know I can get good coffee beans like around here, but it's just fun. Yeah. So no, it is really good. I'm glad that you do this because I'm enjoying. You get it. to reap yeah. the benefits. Yeah. I'll start bringing it over more often. Anytime we do like a daytime podcast, it's fun to have yeah, a I little. Yeah, sp- I specifically saw you post this on Instagram for everybody listening, um, and I think I literally said, "If you don't bring this tomorrow, I'm going to kill you." Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. 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 Pretty good. So, what are your takes on the coffee? Um, I like it a lot. So now we've been drinking it for about an hour. So you've had it from fresh to hot to room mm-hmm. temperature to cold. Just about cold, yeah. Because I love cold coffee. So, Do you mean hot coffee that's become cold? Yes. Or like just cold prepared? Because I like iced coffee too. I like hot coffee or cold coffee that was once hot. Yes, okay. So yeah, I do too, man. I don't mind drinking it. No, like that, whatever's left in the Chemex, like mm-hmm. I would totally just pour that over mm-hmm. ice. Yeah, usually I'll, I'll make a pot of Chemex in here when I'm doing emails and stuff in the morning and I'll just set it over here and I'll drink it over the course of like two hours. Mm-hmm. And my second cup is my favorite. Yeah. Yeah. It's just that nice wheelhouse temperature. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but no, I, I enjoyed a lot. Um, like I said, I got a little bit of that fruitiness. Not so much vanilla. No. I don't get that as much. Um, but yeah, I would I would really like to try this fresh too. Like real fresh. Mm-hmm. Like a week or so. Yeah. I'll have to, well, you're going to be in London. But right. next month that I get some, like cool. maybe a Saturday morning, we'll just have to yes. have a cup of coffee. Let's do it. I'm like not mad at that. I always wake up like two hours before my wife anyway. Sweet. Just walk over here and walk mm-hmm. back and then just play video games for an hour and wake her up. And she'll be none the wiser. Yep. And be fine. Yeah. So overall, it's killer coffee. Very though. good coffee. Yeah. 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 I don't know that there's much I would change. Nice. That's a Except pretty... for maybe like dialing in my grind a little bit more. Okay. It, it pulled a little bit long uh, out of the Chemex, so it might be a little bit more bitter than it's meant to be because it was over extracted a tiny bit. If you're anything like me, you have no idea what right. Max is talking about. No, it's such like, you know, you say, you don't feel like a, leave a tea bag in boiling water for too long. Okay. It's too, same idea. Uh, gotcha. Um, the longer you keep so, coffee in water, the more flavor gets pulled out and the more bitterness you're going to so get. So if it was a coarser grind, yeah. it wouldn't have sat mm-hmm. and let the water. Mm-hmm. Okay. It's like pouring. So basically pouring. it would have gotten a little weaker. Um, not necessarily. Okay. Uh, I guess maybe there's like a slight change in caffeine. Or just but, weaker in color. When I say weaker, I mean like less black or dark. I mean, I don't think we'd be able to tell. No? Um, it's definitely more of a taste thing. <laughs> interesting. Um, but it's like the, like the grind is the difference between pouring water through sand versus like pebbles. That's right? interesting. So it's going to go through the pebbles faster, so yeah. the pebbles spend less time in the water. Makes sense. Yeah. So if you're like me, you're just learning about coffee on this yeah. podcast. It's yeah. fun. I'm stoked that we were talking about that earlier because I'm getting all hyped for you. This segment has been called Max's Coffee Corner. Deal. And it is brought to you by me because I brought coffee. I love segments. Yeah. I just started a new one. Yeah. Uh, okay. So coffee was really good. Coffee was really good. That's our second beer today. Yes. Because <laughs> it's still daytime. Yeah. It's 2.20. And yeah. we have another episode to do that you will have heard last week. Yeah. We're about to record last week's episode. Come on. Boom, just Mind yeah. blown. Uh, in the meantime, back to The Godfather. Yeah. Watched it with Gianna last night. Like I said, I'd seen it. She'd never seen it. Cool. Um, What'd she think? Uh, well, we only got about an hour and a half in yesterday. Which is like half the movie. True. Um, So she liked it, but we were getting tired by the end, so we haven't really had a chance to unpack it. Okay. And she hasn't seen the end, so uh, it's kind of hard. Like we were saying earlier, it's kind of hard to talk about. Yeah. Um. So again, spoiler alerts here. There is a hit on Vito Corleone. That's when things really get sideways. He he declines the heroin deal. Dude just wants to buy some fruit. And then the Tatalia family, who's like the other the only other family really that matters too much of the New York families. Um they they are already dealing with the heroin guys. So the heroin guys like I'm going to I'm going to attack him basically. Yeah. He gets shot like five times. Yeah. And at that moment I couldn't I knew he got shot but I couldn't remember if he lived or died. Right. So I was almost reliving the moment. Oh nice. Um he does live. And then he, he's just in like the hospital for a long time. Comes back round. Yeah. Um, so that, I enjoyed that aspect of the film. Like I enjoyed being back in the, the moment of it. Nice. It was um, a little bit fresh for you. Mm-hmm. I loved the terrible, terrible special effects. The, the blood was, uh, yeah. it was like orange. It looked like pasta sauce. Yeah. It wasn't great. It was pretty hilarious. Uh, 
one thing that I noticed immediately, the very first scene of the movie, uh, was how the like the dubbing was off. Oh, really? I didn't catch that. And I like, usually catch that. The sort of dude thing. was talking, you know. Oh, from like over the shoulder or something? Yeah. Well, no, no, no. It was just dead on. Oh, really? And it just wasn't synced mm. up. <laughs> I was like, man. Yeah, that sucks. Yeah, you should rewatch the first like two minutes. That, that monologue from yeah. the Mexican dude? Yeah. Was he Mexican? I thought he was. Maybe he's Italian. I think he's Italian. I guess it would make more sense if he was Italian, huh? Yeah. Yeah, okay. Yeah, he, and it yeah. was the he was the Undertaker. What? He was the Undertaker. What do you mean? He was a mortician, the guy that asked for the favor. He was? He ended he's the one that they ended up calling Oh, that's right. Yep. Yeah. Uh is that the right word for that? A mortician? mortician? Or yeah. Undertaker, yeah. I guess it is. This is a director of a funeral home. Mm-hmm. I mean any one of those three. Is that a mortician? Yeah. I think a mortician is something no, that like, mort- really deals mort- with the bodies. Yeah, morticians prepare bodies for funerals. Oh, well, that's true. I guess they did. I didn't realize they run the funeral home. Maybe it's maybe they don't always. Or you'd have to have one employed. Right. They work there at least. Right. But yeah, that's <laughs> the first, in case you know what we're talking about. He's like, my, my these guys tried to rape my daughter. She didn't let them. They beat her to, to senselessness. Yeah, and she'll never be beautiful again. Right. And then we went to court and they got let go. Mm-hmm. And then you finally get like your first picture of Don Corleone there. And he's like, hmm, you've never asked me for anything. You've never even invited me over. I don't remember the last time you invited yeah. me for coffee. For coffee. For coffee. Um, you didn't want my friendship. You don't even think to call me Godfather, right? Uh, so you get the sense that you get this early sense in the film about this. Uh, he's like, then you come to ask me to do crime for money, do murder, do murder for money. Yeah, and you get the sense that he's. I just did the thing that he did. Yeah, he scratched my face like he did. It's like <laughs> um, I cannot do. Yeah, you it's, get a sense for this respect, this respect that it, like re- that keeps the system alive. Mm-hmm. He's really nice. He's got a method to his his chaos of mm-hmm. like being a mafia leader yeah and you also get a really good sense for how seriously he takes his position like it is the day of his daughter's wedding there's hundreds of people over and he's seeing people that want to taking talk to him. taking appointments taking calls yeah yeah which is uh interesting but also a pretty cool move yeah baller move yeah like there's some tight moves in this movie where i was just like oh shit tight yeah, right move. let's get back to sunny for a minute yeah james kane's character the hothead yes perennial hothead what is the dude's name what is uh the husband's name oh look i don't know i can't remember it basically we're going to be talking about the husband that was marrying don corleone's daughter right. in the very first scene of the movie and yes. um, they basically said a piece of shit <laughs> yeah they basically said pretty clearly early on in the movie that he wasn't going to be involved in like the dirty side of He's the family of the, business yeah, yeah. but that they were going to keep him employed so basically they were giving him like a straight up job tessio tessio yes and tessio uh, eventually in the movie, hits v, uh, Vito Corleone's daughter in oh, the yeah, face. Oh, like, yeah, like domestic, like abuse. Yeah, like it's domestic. Not, not like her. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> Phrasing, yeah, I guess it. we are talking about a mafia movie. Right. Uh, he, uh, Yeah, so he punched her, and at one point, Sonny sees her with a black eye. Okay, real quick. It's important to note, too, that the policy of these families is like, no matter, you don't interfere with somebody's marriage, mm-hmm. uh, regardless of domestic abuse or whatever. Um, Was that? Yes. Okay. I can't remember if I read that in an interview or if I heard it in the movie, but it's something that's very specific. Like even, even Don Corleone does not interfere. That's your marriage. Hmm. And that's the sanctity you have. You have respect for that and I'll leave you alone. Hmm. Sonny though is like, that's my sister. Yeah. Nah, bro. Can't do that. No. Yeah. Um, but I think we're good there. I lied. Um, sorry about that. Yes. So he sees that she's been hit by Tessio. She's got a little bit of a shiner. And he goes and just threatens him mostly, right? No, he beats the shit out of him in the the street. Yeah, I guess he does. What am I thinking of? I don't know. Yeah. Okay, well, he beats him a lot. Yeah. I guess I'm thinking that's the second time. The second time he kills him. I thought that was the third time. No. Oh, I don't know what I'm thinking of then. I don't either. Maybe like a there was there was so many people that got threatened throughout this movie. Yeah, it's it's hard to keep it all straight. But no, Sonny goes and finds this dude and beats the shit yeah. out of him in a crowded street. With like, I think I think his sister Connie is pregnant at the time. Too. Yeah. Okay. So very like, pregnant. I'm, yeah. Okay. Not cool, man. So Sonny gives him the business. At one point, just beats him with a trash can. Yeah. Like a shoe. Like he takes his shoe off and hits him with it. And 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 Tessio is over this. He's been beaten. That's that's disrespectful. He's embarrassed. So he has an option here. He gets he gets offered uh sort of a a traitor's uh prospect to be able to help set up one of the members of the family. Mm. Is that jumping too far in? No. I think that connects the dots. So right. he's he's pissed at the family. You're right. Um, but he's also married into it, so they trust him. 
probably more than they should at this point. Yeah. And I think it's the Tatalias that, or is it the, the heroin dude? The Bazzini's or Barzini. Yeah. Barzini. Um, sorry. And if you're Italian, I'm going to butcher half yeah, these that's, names. I think that's right. It's either Barzini or Barzini. Barzini. Um, maybe, well, we already said he got killed. Yeah. Uh, they find out about it basically. Yeah. They found out that he was a, a rat turncoat, whatever. What's your favorite murder in this movie? Mm, that's tough. Yeah. There's a lot of good ones. Oh, there is. I think mm. I'm thinking about mine. I like when uh, when Luca Brasi gets murdered. Luca, Luca Brasi. Yeah, yeah, he got it good. That's what I'm gonna say. Uh, I really like it when Michael comes in and and shoots the two people in the head. Mm-hmm. That one was pretty Dude, cool. And that's like the the full like you flip 180 for him. It's like he was so perfectly peaceful, and then he like takes he gets that shit on lock. Yeah, I love the final scene too with him. Yeah. It's great. He's a boss, dude. He also took like a, a year away in Italy because he, uh, when he first had to step up, this is like the craziest part too. He was a civilian. Everybody knew that. Mm-hmm. He was a Marine. Don't mess with him. He's not part of it. So they knew that and they were like, all right, you're going to go in and you're going to do these hits. Well, it, this this kind of all started too because he was trying to protect his father who'd been shot yes. and was in the hospital and this shitty chief of police mm. is on another family's payroll. McCluskey. McCluskey. He's where, yeah, it was for the Tatalias. Wasn't there a famous show called like McCluskey CI? I don't know. Maybe. Pretty sure there was. Maybe it was with that guy. Maybe. It's been about him. Yeah. Maybe. I don't know. It was the 70s. Strange but, time. So yeah, so Don Corleone got shot. Disco and cocaine. Yep. Or heroin. In this case. Heroin, whatever. Um, so he goes to the hospital to visit his dad and there's nobody there. Yeah. And the nurse is like, oh no, no, the police said everybody's interfering, so they had to leave. And he's like, oh shit, they're going to try to kill him again. Yeah. Help me move to another room. And then this dude, Enzo, who you met earlier, he's a baker. Yeah. Shows up. He made his daughter's wedding cake. Right. Dude, Corleone's yeah. daughter's yeah. wedding cake. And Michael's like, all right, Enzo, just stand out here in front of me or in front of the hospital with me. Pretend you have a gun. Just we'll like bluff these guys. Put your hand in your jacket. We're yeah. going to stand here and look tough. Which worked for a bit. And then the car, the Tatalia car drove off from the hospital. But then the police show up. When this dick CI or uh, McCluskey. Uh, yes. And he punches Michael in the face. Yeah. And it seems like all hope is lost. are going to go probably chase the mountain and someone's going to kill Vito. Yeah. But then uh, Tom Hagen shows up. Yeah. He's like, I'm the family's lawyer. Uh, these guys are private PIs. They're licensed to carry. And they're, we hired them to protect. Yes. Corleone. You can kick us out. You'll have to be in court tomorrow and say why you did it. And mm-hmm. he's like, all right, we're out of here, boys. Yeah. Uh, so that's important. And Michael was very mad at him for punching him. Yes. So he shot him in the head. Yeah. <laughs> I know that's the other thing too. Like police officers historically in this case were like off limits. Yeah. You don't shoot cops. Yeah. And most of like they were off limits and on someone's payroll. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But in this case, somebody was like, no, this will look great. Like we can hit this. He's a dirty cop. He's yeah. working for the other family. It'll look great in the paper. We have a paper friend who would love to print this story mm-hmm. basically. Um, so they can uh, ruin that guy's name and yeah. murder him at the same time. Right. So the hits just keep on coming. Yeah. Literally. Bang, bang. Yeah. It starts with though. It starts with this very, back to Luca Brasi. Um, Don Corleone, Vito, I'm going to start saying that because we're going to have to switch that name in a little bit. Yeah. But Vito Corleone, Marlon Brando is like, Luca, go talk to the Tatalias. Let them know that like, you're not really happy with our family. Try to learn what you can. Come back and report to me. He does that, except they already know. Shows up to this bar, gets a guy to light a cigarette. He leans down. Guy stabs his hand through the table, pins him down. And the other guy chokes him from behind with a piano pin, wire. Pin, yeah, something like that. Famously and piano it wire. it is brutal. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's gnarly, man. It's good you can like see his eyes bulging as he goes down behind the guy's shoulder. Mm-hmm. Really well shot. Very well constructed scene there. Yeah. Uh, I was like cringing a little bit. Yeah, it was good. pretty rough. I liked it. That's my favorite death. Okay. I think mine was probably when Michael kills the chief of police yeah, and the other uh, the other guy was the... Who was the other guy? He was the guy that was wanting to sell the drugs. The the main... San, right, Santizo? Right. Santi- Santino? Oh, Santino? Santizo? Santino felt right, but I'm not... Salazzo? No. Was that him? It might have been Salazzo. I can't, there's so many names here. Yeah, but it was it. Would, all that matters is it was the guy that yes. was wanting to sell drugs. Yeah, um, so they need to make those two guys go away, and then they realize that when he does this, Michael's going to have to leave the country for a while. Right, goes back to Italy. Mm-hmm. So anyway, they sneak in, find out where the meeting is, sneak in, tape a gun to the toilet. Right, Michael comes out and handles his business and just pops them both. Mm-hmm. It's great. And he shoots one guy in the throat and then in the head. Like, good lord, it yeah. was rough. Yeah, they just have to go to Italy, and then he like falls. In, so he leaves K behind. Yeah, my, Diane, Michael Keaton. Michael Keaton. <laughs> Michael Keaton. He left Michael Keaton. He left yeah. Diane Keaton 
in in the dust. And she's like, when am I going to see you again? He's like, I don't know. No. It, it ends up being four years. Yeah. Um, but anyways, he falls in love with somebody else. <laughs> he gets married. Yeah. That chick gets blown up. She gets blown up in a car. And, she's and he's like, like, well, shit, I'll take my second best back in America. I got a backup plan. Yeah. <laughs> I love that he never yeah. mentions nope. the other wife she either. It doesn't matter anymore. It's like, that was my Italy wife. It doesn't matter. She's gone now. Yeah, she's gone for good. <laughs> yeah. Just never brings her up again either. Bye. Um, gone yeah ultimately there's there's lots of stuff we could talk about in this movie um but like we said you should see it yeah and if you're here now you have seen it so yeah and you know it's a great story and a great movie we want to know what you think of the godfather part one yeah and maybe you let us know if we should watch part two or part three on this show that'd be fun and talk about it i have heard that it devolves i've heard as story goes i've heard two's the best and three's the worst i have definitely heard three's the worst okay Uh, i don't know about two i've had multiple people tell me that two is the best so I'd like to All test right. that theory. Yeah. Maybe, uh, I wonder if there's like an appropriate time to, to do it. I don't know. Like a, like a holiday that would line up? Probably not. <laughs> I don't know what that even means. There's what, not a holiday. <laughs> what, what fucking holiday would apply to an Italian I, mafia know, movie? I don't know. Easter. Yeah, sure. Or like any big like religious holiday. Maybe. Christmas. St. Mary's Cathedral Ooh. Day or something. Hey, before we get out of here, I wanted to say I there were new trailers when I saw... Okay. You know, I'll say this. I'll save this for last week. That's what I mean. Never mind. I'll say, right. it. I'll say it earlier. Yeah. Okay. Slash later. Slash now you're all confused. Yes. Is there anything else you want to cover on this film? I think we're there, man. Uh, overall, I'm going to give it like a 10 out it's of a, 10. It's, it's a great it's, movie. It's perfect. Yeah. It is the mafia movie of mafia movies. It's the standard. And it influenced so many other things. It is a true piece of American cinematic history. Mm-hmm. And if you've mm-hmm. never seen it like me, don't be a schmuck. Don't Go be watch a it. schmuck. Go watch it. That's a very Jewish word to use. Yeah. Do you have an Italian word for uh, that? Don't be a mooly. Sure. Yeah. That's, or a mook. That feels I'm right. That feels Italian. Don't be a mooly. Uh, Watch this movie. I can't stop doing that. I'll make, I keep scratching my face with like one pinky. Like I can't. Him. Yeah, that's good. Let's take a let's take a break let's, and record another episode. Yeah. All right, guys. For Fresh Hop Cinema, I'm Max Minardi. My name's Johnny Summers. We'll see you next time. Goodbye. This is Fresh Hop Cinema.